Hello and welcome to episode number 51 of AV's Ripping Wax Packs podcast coming to you from Searcy, Arkansas. I'm your host, Aaron Vaughn. This is the show where we rip open a random wax pack every week and discuss that year and brand of card along with the players in the pack that we opened. Along the way, we'll shout out some of your comments as listeners, sometimes discuss nostalgic stories about cards or players that come to mind, and spread the pure joy that is ripping open wax packs. We'll also have a Kurt Facts segment, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Google Podcasts, and there are some new ones that... Uh, um, podcast um, promoters that uh, add our podcast seems like all the time. Um, so I'm sure wherever you listen to your podcast, you can find this podcast. Uh, new episodes drop every Thursday. Our Twitter handle is at Ripping Wax Packs. Our email is rippingwaxpacks at gmail.com. Our f- Facebook page is Ripping Wax Packs. And on YouTube, uh, just type in AV's Ripping Wax Packs to see the portion of the podcast where we rip open the pack from the podcast. We're always looking to promote veterans charities. Remember that. So contact us if you want us to help you um, figure out a way to give to your favorite veterans charity and their family. Um, And if you want to discuss a partnership, we could do that as well. Um, Today, we will be discussing 1985 Tops. Great set. I was excited when I pulled that from the random rip box earlier this week. Um, There's some great rookies and Hall of Famers in that set. A um, few different things I wanted to talk about a little bit before we start. Um, thanks to, for the support um, from the listeners. And just so everybody knows that I don't know how this came to be, but Feedspot has picked us to be one of the top five podcasts about baseball cards. So I thought that was pretty cool. I got an email about it. Um, I'm going to probably put it on one of our um, media social media outlets there so everybody can see that but top five pretty cool so uh, appreciate everybody's support and listening to the podcast um also wanted to just give a little uh shout out to my brother curtis um at some point where i think i talked about this last week we're gonna we're gonna start a new podcast called cvs tend to check out and it's a, a podcast where he does most of the research he does most of the work and i just relay the research and um, he chooses 10 different songs that might be under the radar that people might not know about and what those songs mean to him and why we pick those songs. We'll give you a little snippet of each song you could hear. And maybe you'd want to listen to that type of music or check out that artist or that group and um, see what it means to you. And you can comment back to us on what you think because we think that's, that's what we love about music. Uh, we've we've kind of enjoyed doing this podcast. So we thought we'd start that one. And um, Curtis knows a lot about music and especially stuff that's uh, you don't hear all the time. It might be about from the same group that you've heard before, but maybe a song that you didn't know that was so good or just some type of music that you didn't know and the meaning to the song or the words to it um, or the or the artist might, you know, catch your imagination and you might uh, think think the same thing as we do or you might think something totally different that's what's the that's the beauty of music it can mean different things to different people so hopefully that'll come out soon don't know exactly but just a little promo for that um so today we're talking about 1985 tops um but we are going to first um do our segment of kurt facts so here's our kurt facts from episode 50 this is always from the last episode kurt gives us some facts um, or maybe some stories about those players or something, or some things that come to his mind. So here are the Kurt facts from the last episode. 
uh, episode 50, 1993 Fleer. First, the first Kurt fact. Kurt fact. Kurt fact. Kurt fact. Um, well, first, he wanted to say our, our cousin Kevin, who who he just got packs and he was going to have his um, new son, um, Mitch, those be his first packs that he opened. So he was going to hold on, hold on to him until he got old enough to open them. So I thought that was pretty cool. But he said the new nickname for Kevin's boy is now Money Mitch because uh, his name's Mitch. So they call him Money Mitch now. So shout out to Money Mitch. Um, and here's, here's, a, here's a fact from one of the players from uh, episode 50 from Kurt. Bob Wickman was pulled, and he says, I remember him for his time with the tribe. I think he's still second all-time on the tribe save list behind Cody Allen. I remember um, him as not being overpowering and looking like some fat old bald guy from the local softball league. (laughs) I remember that too, old Bob Wickman. He said he drove me nuts because if you walk someone, he, he wouldn't even try to hold them on, and they would steal second and third, but somehow he'd still get the save. He finished his career with 267 saves. That's pretty amazing. Pudge Rodriguez was pulled. This is number two fact. Uh, and he he's in the Hall of Fame despite being caught up in the steroid era suspicions. He's the all-time leader in putouts by a catcher, games played as a catcher, and caught stealing percentage. He also was a great hitter as a catcher, and um, he had a career average of almost 300, over 300 home runs, and almost 2,900 hits. Dang, what a career for that guy. Number three, uh, Tom Candiotti was pulled, and he holds a special place in my heart, says Kurt, because he played for the terrible tribe teams of the mid to late 80s, and yet somehow had a winning record during that time of 72 and 65. He was a knuckleballer, and he was nicknamed the Candyman. Great facts, man. All right, another one. Chris Sabo was also pulled, and it's correct that he won the World Series in 1990, and he won Rookie of the Year in 1988. He was best known for his tremendous hustle and grit and for wearing those rec specs. Yes. And number five, Ellis Burks was pulled, and because his career was marred by many knee and back injuries, folks might not, might be surprised to know that he won a gold glove as a center fielder and in 1996 had one of the best hitting stat lines ever. With a 344 average, 40 homers, 128 RBIs, 45 doubles, 211 hits, and 32 steals for the Rockies. Holy moly. If you want to back that up and listen to it again, that's amazing. Uh, His career numbers are solid at 291 average, 352 homers, 2,107 hits, 402 doubles, and 181 steals. Man, I'd take him on my team any day. Wow. Ellis Burks didn't realize he had that great of numbers. Lastly, number six, John Smoltz was pulled and is correct that he's in the Hall of Fame with career numbers of over 200 wins, 3,000 strikeouts, and 154 saves. He won the Cy Young in 96 and was the top hitting pitcher in 97, winning the Silver Slugger Award with 18 total hits for the year. But what I remember most about him is that he made up one-third of what many people believe to be the best triple threat pitching staff ever, along with Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin. And in 1995, our team from Cleveland played his Braves team in the World Series, and we whipped him and knocked him out of the game. He started in the third inning, and I really thought we had a chance to win the World Series, but we went on to lose in six games with David Justice hitting that dramatic homer to win game six in Cleveland, I think. I can't remember if that was in Cleveland. I'm thinking it was in in Atlanta, but we'd have to look that up again. So Kurt Facts, appreciate you, Kurt. Always great facts. That was awesome, sir. Appreciate you. All right. 
So let's get to the description of the 1985 top set and then we'll open our 85 tops wax pack. All right, 1985 tops. So 85 tops, again, is a 792 card set. The first 10 cards are record breakers. Um, they have cards in there that are um, called father and son cards. Um, they have all-star cards. It's another subset in there. Um, Cards in the 271 to 282 range represent players that were selected first overall in the major league in Major League Baseball first year player draft who were still active in pre professional baseball. And cards 389 to 404 featured selected members of the 84 U.S. Olympic baseball team. And the USA subset contains the first and only true rookie card of Mark McGuire from Topps. Um, People will say 87 tops is his rookie sometimes, but actually this is, is the one that is worth the most. Um, uh, it, says, it says here in this description, however, not all the members of the 84 Olympic team were allowed to appear in 85 tops because Will Clark and Barry Larkin were prohibited from appearing in the set as they still had NCAA eligibility in 1985. Or in eight, in, and in 1985, their appearance would, would have been a violation of NCAA rules. A Broder card of Will Clark was created and is often found for sale online. This card was not produced by Topps and is not part of the set. Well, that's pretty cool information. Never knew that. Um, in addition to McGuire, some other rookie cards. There are a lot of good rookies, and especially at the time. Now you don't know if all these guys as much, and they're not worth too much. But at the time, some of these were huge. So we had Roger Clemens, who's still a big card in the set. Eric Davis at the time was one of my favorite players during that time, 85 to like 92. And he had some great stat lines, so that's a great rookie card. It's not worth much now, but at the time, that was highly sought after. Shawan Dunstan is in there. Dwight Goodens, before everything happened with him, with drugs and all that kind of stuff. Man, that was a huge card because he was an amazing pitcher. Goodens rookie. Um, Oral Hershiser has some great stats. His rookies there. Jimmy Key, Mark Langston, Terry Pendleton. Kirby Puckett's the other one that you look usually look for. That's a great rookie card. And Brett Saberhagen, and he, he's he's a really good. He was a really good player. Puckett and Clemens both appeared in '84 Flare Update, while Gooden and Saberhagen were in both '84 Flare Update and '84 Tops traded. So those are like their true true rookie cards, but you can still call the '85 Tops those some of those guys rookies. Um, but we're looking today for all those. But Puckett and Clemens are the big ones with Mark McGuire's. Um, USA card as well. Uh, car, this is I thought this was really cool. Card number four ninety seven features a photo of Gary Pettis's younger brother Lynn. So if you can, if you look up Gary Pettis, it's got a picture of him, but it's not him. It's his brother Lynn that's younger. He just looks like a little baby Gary Pettis. He looks so young. I was looking at that earlier. And for the first time since nineteen seventy four, Topps issued a factory set of their flagship brand, although it was sold primarily primarily through retail outlets. For the second straight year, a Tiffany factory set was issued to hobby dealers. Tiffany, they didn't make as many. Um, they said maybe around 5,000. It says hobby only, limited to 5,000 sets. And those are made with a little different card stock, and they're worth more. Uh, but they look just like the other card. It's like a parallel uh, like as of the base card, but it's worth more because they didn't make as many. It's made out of a different stock of, of cardboard. Uh, the distribution of 85 tops, 36 packs per bo wax box, 15 cards plus a stick of gum per pack, and they were 35 cents a pack. I can remember buying these, a bunch of them. 20 boxes per case. Cellos were 24 packs per box, 28 cards plus one stick of gum per pack. They were 59 cents. 
Uh, rack packs were 24 packs per box, 48 cards per pack, and those were three boxes per case. Then there were fi 500 card vending boxes that were 24 boxes per case. There were factory sets that were only retail, and Tiffany factory sets that were hobby only, limited to 5,000 sets. So uh, the way this card looks, it's um, got a white border uh, down the bottom. If you know 85 tops at all, it's got a it's got a rectangle that's got the um, it's kind of tilted and it's got the name of the team and then uh, the full name of the team in a little circle to the right and then the name and the position under that stuff and then a, a picture of them in the middle and then on the back has the um, uh, it has like greenish back. It's a it's one that anybody would know if you know 85 tops or if you know baseball cards green back with the red print and it again has the name in like a little rectangle on the top uh, left side and it has all their stats on it and a little bit about them at the bottom a little snippet of um, something that's important or a tidbit about them at the bottom uh, what else here i was looking at the bottom there's a couple different sets that they had that you could get in uh, rack packs they were little commemorative all-star game sets you could get uh, like 22 card sets there uh, what else the parallel was the tiffany um, they did have i think on the boxes there were different cards on those but i could be wrong so if somebody knows that they could uh, email or uh, twitter in or whatever you call it tweet in i said twitter in <laughs> tweet in about it um but you could get uh, there's a 40 card set that had a bonus prize to a tops all-star baseball game um, there were cards that were found in wax packs and you could get some different insert cards with that. Um, looks like a collector could send in for one of the eight different five card series plus automatically be entered in the grand prize sweepstakes for a chance for a free trip to the 86 All-Star Game. So, and I'm looking at this, I don't know if there were um, cards on the bottom of the box like there there were in some of the years. I, I can't, I, I'm not seeing that now. I was thinking there were, I don't know if I have an 85 tops box to show everybody. I have some 85 packs, but I don't have a box. So, um, And at this time, uh, we do have something that we want to... We have a little ad that, that we're trying to get our um, podcast out a little bit more to people. And to help us run some of it, Some if, if people click on a link to Buzzsprout, um, we'll get a little bit of uh, funding for our podcast. And you also get... A $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan. So um, Buzzsprout is what we use to put out our podcast through. Um, and you could join over 100,000 podcasters that already use Buzzsprout to get your message out to the world. Um, the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Um, pod podcasting isn't really that hard if you have somebody like Buzzsprout to help you do that. They do so many different things for you. They make it easy. I started with this and it made it so easy for me. Um, you'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites. You get detailed analytics to see how people are listening, uh, tools to promote your episodes and all and more, more than just that. Um, it gets your show, Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform. Um, if you want to upgrade, Buzzsprout has tons of guides to help you find the right equipment at the right price if you need more than just the um, one of the cheaper plans. Um, our plan is like $12 a month. Um, if we upgraded, it would be a little bit more than that, but that's what we use right now. 
Um, we also send out cards to people, so that kind of costs us money, but um, it, it really helps you if you end up um, wanting to, to put out a podcast. Uh, we use Budsprout, and it's been it's been amazing for us. I wouldn't go with anybody else. Um, you could start with some gear that you already have in a quiet space, kind of like what we do now, and Buzzsprout makes it sound really good. Um, and sometimes mine doesn't sound as great as you could have it sound because you can pay more and, and they, they'll take care of that for you. So if you follow the link in the show notes um, that you'll see uh, for, for each episode, we've just added that in there, that lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you that link and that if you click on it and you sign up for a paid plan, um, that helps support our show and you also get a $20 Amazon gift card. So um, that's our little spiel about Buzzsprout. And now we're going to um, go ahead and open our 1985 wax pack on YouTube and you can listen right here. You can also go over and watch this on YouTube. All right, here we are. I'm getting ready to open our 1985 Tops Wax Pack, and it is red with the white baseball with blue writing in the middle of it. If you're watching uh, YouTube, you can see that. Um, so we're going to open that up. It says 85 Tops Chewing Gum Incorporated on the back, um, and they don't have much else but that on there. I can feel the gum in there. Oh man, I forgot about that. I'm going to have to eat the gum. Every time I got to eat the gum on these. Had, we haven't had one of these in a while. All right, let's open it up. 1985 tops. We're looking for McGuire rookie. We're looking for um, Clemens rookie. We're looking for Puckett rookie. We're looking for Gooden rookie, Saberhagen, all those guys. All right, and here is who won, who was drawn for to get the pack. Unless I want to keep some of the cards. And then some other wax packs that are unopened. Cole Hall, my boy, Cole Hall. Um, shout out to Cole and Kendra. That's my boy Cole and his wife Kendra. They live in Montana and um, went to school at Harding University here in Searcy where we live now and pulled his name. All right, Cole, you get to open some cards here pretty soon. All right, so first thing we got, here's our gum. All right, you all, let's try it. Oh, man. Just as awful as usual. There's your wax pack. Oh, man, that's awful. I just swallowed it. All right. So always, I can remember these being like this. I always wondered why. I don't know if it's just how they were, came off the presses or what, but I always have them in the wrong. I hate when they're all in the wrong order. So you got to flip them around, and they're in the middle. You had the win up, win a. Uh, Trip to the 86 All-Star Game. We'll get rid of that because we obviously can't do that right now, but you could send in for that. I remember getting those and never doing anything with it. All right, so here's our cards. We got, these are in pretty good shape. See how that one's off-center? See how much bigger, if you're watching this on YouTube, how much bigger one um, border is than the other. So that would take away the value. That would take off the value. The corners of these are really good, though. Wow. We got Mike Hargrove. The Human Rain Delay. Maybe Kurt will talk about him a little bit. He played for a long time. I remember him with the Tribe. Here's what the cards look like. Next, we have Jim Essien. Oh, my goodness. We got this card. I'm so happy we got this card. This is the Gary Pettis. Remember I said Gary Pettis. 
It looks like Gary Pettis, but that's actually his brother. I think they said Lynn. Lynn Pettis. That is not Gary Pettis. Isn't that funny? I, I'm almost positive. So if somebody knows about that, if I'm wrong, sorry, but I'm almost positive that's Lynn. It says that. I don't think they ever changed it. <laughs> Gary Pettis' card with, with his brother on it. So he must have, I don't know if he was a ball boy or bat boy, you know, or he actually got drafted by the Angels and just never made it. Or I've never heard of him. But I think that's Gary Pettis' brother, not Gary Pettis. So cool he got that card. So it's like an error card. All right, Mike Boddicker. Bruce Kyson. Wow. Never heard of him. And it looks like he played a ton of years. On the back of this, it just, I mean, at least 13 years. Wow. Can make a good living and somebody never knows who you are uh, on a baseball card. Jeff Cornell. Ted Simmons. I think he had a really good career. He's a really good catcher. Shows him at DH in first base. That was probably towards the end of his career. Glenn Wilson. Here's one of the father-son cards. Pretty cool. It's got Bob Skinner and then Joel Skinner. So Bob played a long time ago. Well, they all both did now, but Bob was the, the dad and then Joel was his kid that played. Dave Stegman. Al Bumbry. Oh my, one of my favorite players back in the day before I realized he was really, really cocky, but you know, he kind of had a right to be, have a lot of confidence because he was one of the best leadoff hitters ever. One of the best players ever. Ricky Henderson, that's a cool card. Ricky Henderson on the A's. Joe Price from the Red Legs. Dave Rucker. And Tim Stoddard. And it's got a little bit of, looks like water damage on there or something. Tim Stoddard, because the back of it does too. And also looks like it has gum stains on it. I don't know, that stupid gum in there. Crazy. All right, so Cole will get these cards along with some wax packs. Um, glad you get to open some cards, Cole. Can't wait to see y'all. Um, and we are done with our wax pack. Uh, busting that open, and we're going to go finish up the podcast. Thanks for watching. All right, well, we didn't um, find our Maguire, our Clemens, or our Puckett, but we did find some pretty cool cards. The Henderson's cool, and that Pettis with his... Uh, brother's face on it is really cool. I hope that's true or I just keep saying it, um, but I think it is. So that was a pretty cool error card we got. Um, appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, until next time, um, remember you can contest, tac, contact us, easy for me to say, in the following ways. Our Twitter handle is at Ripping Wax Packs. Our email is rippingwaxpacks at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is Ripping Wax Packs. And remember on YouTube, you can watch us open the pack by typing in AB's Ripping Wax Packs and you can see us open that pack. And if you want to find a certain episode, you can always add the episode number and that one should come up for you. We're always looking to promote veterans charities, so remember that. This has been AV's Ripping Wax Packs podcast. This is Aaron Vaughn thanking you for tuning in. Have fun, be safe, love one another, and keep God first in your life. Have a good one.